0: Welcome in, Jimmy B and T.C. Jim and Trent, everybody, right here on the Big Talker 1700. And a great show lined up for you today. Uh, Coming up at 420, Pat Hardy, all Hawkeyes will be our guest. We'll get into how Iowa really kind of performed at the Big Ten Media Days. And, of course, the rest of the Big Ten as well. At 440, to the Cyclones and Alex Halstead. 24 7 Cyclone Alert. He'll be our guest. The latest on the clones. They got another basketball player today, another recruit. And at 5 o'clock, Tavion Banks is going to join us, uh, former Hawkeye. That's coming up for you today, right here on the Big Talker 1700. Trent on his way back as we speak. So, everybody on 235, get out of his way. He's in a hurry. To get back from Principal Park to make it back to the studio, it's because he wants to join the show. By the way, just let me say, uh, there isn't a guy who works harder at this radio station than Trent. He is incredible with what he does with the high school play-by-play, both football, basketball, and now baseball. And then to get back and work the show, he's unbelievable. All right, that's the nicest thing I've ever said about him in the three years that we've worked together. So that's plenty. All right, here's what I want to get into today since I just gave you the guest list. I'm going to get into some of the things that came out of the Big Ten media days. And we'll get into detail more with Pat Hardy. But the one thing that I found real interesting is the issue with Comcast Cable. And I don't know if you're up to speed on this yet or not, but the status of the Big Ten network apparently is up in the air on Comcast cable. And people will say, well, it's just a, a money fight, and they'll get it all figured out. Here's the deal. At Comcast, Big Ten is already off the air in Kansas City. It's not back on yet. Yes, that is correct. It's not back on. So, if you're a Comcast person, and you want to watch the Big Ten, the negotiations will take place. They will go right up to the last moment, and then we'll find out if indeed they pull the plug and dump the Big Ten until... A financial arrangement is made for the carrier and BTN. Or if indeed they strike something at the last moment and it stays on the air. Now, here's the thing. Big Ten Network is a cash cow. I mean, I don't think anybody ever thought that it was going to deliver the dollars that it has in a reasonably short amount of time. Remember when it first came on the air? Oh, what a joke. Nobody's ever going to watch this. Oh, this is awful. They're showing girls' soccer crew. Whoops, wait a minute. Now they're showing they're showing football. Oh, my God, they're showing basketball. Oh, this is the greatest thing that ever happened. You never miss a game. And now the Big Ten Network doles out like $30 million to each school. As I said before, it is a cash cow. And so now when the cable subscribers or the cable companies, I should say, see all the money that they're making, hey, our deal's coming to a close here. Let's offer up some bucks, huh? Yeah, let's go. We're, we're, we're raising our rates. What? Wait a minute, you can't do that? We're Yeah, we can. We saw the money you're making. So that was just the warning shot fired over the bow at the Big Ten media days on the Big Ten network. Do I think they'll get it resolved? Most likely before the football season begins. Yes, they generally do. But if it doesn't get resolved... Oh my god they'll be hell to pay. And people are going to go absolutely ballistic if the Big 10 network is carrying two or three games which they do on a Saturday and you can't see it. And you're going to have to go to the sports bar. You're going to have to go to one of your buddies who has direct TV or dish. But you won't be able to see it. Or how about the sports bars that subscribe to Comcast? They're going to be SOL. So they're going to have to change as well. So this is, it'll it'll be a big brouhaha when we get into late August. Right now, probably doesn't even register for the fan. Or maybe even for the bar owners that have Comcast. But as more information comes out by the time that we get into August, look out, because this could be something that could go right down to the very first broadcast day, or if nothing is resolved, boom, it's gone. Just like that. Look, I I remember working in New York when Cablevision, which has Manhattan, Didn't carry MSG. So you couldn't see the Knicks. You couldn't see the Rangers. Because they were in a big stink about cable fees. In Los Angeles, Prime Ticket has a similar situation with the cable companies out in California. And Dodger games right now, can't even be seen if you have a certain cable carrier. Can't even watch the Dodgers. So, and and it's happened in other cities as well, because Des Moines doesn't have pro sports per se. We're not truly affected by that, but it, you you will be affected if indeed there is a problem and Big Ten Network. Goes away. So just something to keep your eye on as we uh, matriculate toward August. Now, from the Big Ten media days and from the Big Twelve media days, it's funny because on the Big Ten in Chicago, big stage, and you never really get anything out of it from the standpoint of. Breaking stories, there never really is anything. Look, the the Brady Reef thing, him hammered and trying to get into a police car because he thought it was an Uber. That's not breaking news. That's just a guy who's drunk and made a mistake. But I got to give it up to Brady for at least uh, you know saying that he was going to ride home in an Uber. He just jumped in the wrong car. That's all. <laughs> So from that from that standpoint I give it up to the kid for that. One game suspension no big deal. So you sit and you and you discuss things about we're hoping to get something of note from either the Big 10 or the Big 12. And it rarely rarely ever happens. That's why I say the biggest note was the Big 10 network. That was that was the biggest story that basically came out of there, out of the Big Ten. From the Big 12, what did you get out of that? There was no more really expansion talk. Big 12's on solid footing. TV contract runs into the early 2020s. So they're comfortable in their own skin right now. The Texas Longhorn Network, Still doesn't make any money and everybody is still shocked they're still on the air and ESPN hasn't pulled the plug. And there's another Texas Longhorn Network is another similar case like what we're talking about with the Big Ten. They're on limited cable companies because they don't want to pay the freight to put them on. They don't want to get They're They're not going to get on those those big ones. So that's why it's it's so interesting when and, and why media goes, because you never really know what sort of tidbit you're going to get out of that. But we'll get into some of that and see how Pat Hardy read it when he comes up at 4.20 today. All right, quickly, uh, the Cubs just getting over with the baseball game this afternoon against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Cubs get a victory at 2-1, to one, scored late after the game was tied at 1-1. Pollock hit a solo shot for Arizona to tie the game at 1-1, and then the Cubs scored late to win the game 2-1 over Arizona. Same two teams uh, will play again tomorrow. So the Cubs right now in first place in the Central Division, and I'm not going to say that they're all of a sudden just going to take off and, and run away with everything. But this is, a, this is a case in point where you have to ask yourself now, who's going to hang around? Are the Milwaukee Brewers going to be good enough to hang around and make a case for themselves? Pittsburgh Pirates finally got beat today. Nine-game losing streak is snapped. St. Louis Cardinals are eight-and-a-half back even though they axed their manager, hasn't done them any good. That's because he doesn't pitch, he doesn't hit, and he doesn't field, and he doesn't run. So you ax the manager, and yet the team, meaning the Cardinals, is still eight and a half games back. I do not believe that the Cardinals are going to be able to hang around. I do believe Milwaukee is going to hang around and make it interesting down the stretch. Look, are, are the Cubs the best team in the Central? Yes, they are. On paper, they're more than the best team, and they should win the Central Division. Dodgers lead the West, but they got beat today by Philly, and then Arizona now, after losing 2-1 to to Chicago today, remain a half game back. Colorado is still in that race, so are the San Francisco Giants at four games back. So you do have a race out West. And in the East in the National League, Philadelphia, with that win over Los Angeles this afternoon, they're in first place with a a game-and-a-half lead on the Braves. And everybody's pick, the Washington Nationals, seven games out. And are the Nationals going to be able to right the ship with the talent that they have and close and get back into this race? Look, we still have all of August to play. And all of September to play. We're talking two months. A lot of games. So from that aspect of it, I believe that Washington will indeed make a run someplace. And the Phillies and the Braves will falter a little bit. And the Washington Nationals will close that gap. But all indications are we're going to have a three-team race. In the Central, Cubs and Brewers. That's it. I don't see the Pirates being able to hang, even though they went on a nice nine-game winning streak. And out West, Dodgers, D-backs, and Rockies, the Giants still hanging around at four games back. That's the way that the National League looks. In the American League, it's over. It's over already. In the Central, Cleveland with an eight-game advantage over the Minnesota Twins. Twins trying to hang. It's not going to happen. Out West, Houston now has lengthened out to a six-game advantage over the Seattle Mariners, and the hard-charging Oakland Athletics are seven and a half back. In the East, it's all Boston Red Sox, now with a five and a half-game lead over the New York Yankees. And here's what's interesting right now. It'll be the crazy battle for the American League wildcards. Right now, the Yankees with 64 victories, they are the number one wild card team. But chasing them are Seattle with 60 wins, Oakland with 59 wins. So from that standpoint, somebody is going to get left out. But the National League is far and away the more interesting league right now in Major League Baseball. All right, there you go. Uh, Pat Hardy coming up. We're going to dive into what took place at the Big Ten uh, Media Day and also get into the Hawkeyes a little bit. Uh, A.D., Gary Barta, insinuating that, well, I'm not totally opposed now to selling alcohol in the uh, stadium. Uh, We would only do it, though, to enhance the, the fan aspect. Oh, shut up, Gary. Just shut up and tell the truth. It's a money grab. It's okay. Fans are going to love it. You're going to sell beer in the stands. Okay. They don't care if it's a money grab. Why do you have to try to soften the blow? Hey, it's Fans team don't ball care. And Brandon they don't theory. care at all.
1: On the Big Talker, Pat
0: Hardy coming up next, everybody, right here.
1: Sponsored by your locally owned Domino's. Introducing
2: Domino's Hotspots. Get pizza delivered to outdoor locations like parks, beaches, and more.
1: Not at home? Not a problem. Visit Domino's.com for details on Domino's Hotspots.
3: Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Rufa Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and under-deliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Ruffer Roulette, give us a call. That's rightroofing.com with an R.
2: Roof it once, roof it right, right.
4: advanced weight loss to nutritional therapy. New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. The TNT football camp is back in Central Iowa. Join myself, Tavion Banks. Tavion Banks on the second play from scrimmage. Inside the twenty. forget about it. Touchdown, Iowa. Along with Tim Dwight.
0: Guys,
4: touchdown! July 27th and 28th at Valley High School for the TNT Football Camp. Players ages 7 through 14
5: will experience football fundamentals taught by the best high school coaches in the Midwest. Find more information at TNTCamps.com. South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com.
1: Summer is here and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication a job well done and a price that's fair Wolf Construction Roofing 515-225-8866 or online wolfconstruction.net are you interested in starting a new franchise you can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry, PC, and Rush
4: It's time for your daily dose of Hawkeye coverage on 1700 KBGG.
0: All right, everybody, welcome back in. We roll all the way till 6 tonight right here on the Big Talker 1700. Jim and Trent, my partner, have you returned yet to the studio?
1: I'm here, Jimmy B. I made it. Thank you for holding down the fort for the first 20 minutes or so today. And uh, I'm happy. The, the studio is not on fire. The, every, everything worked well. You didn't drop <laughs> no, any F-bombs. So, hey, you no, did I well, didn't. Jimmy B. I know It rarely happens, Trent.
0: You know I can't function in a radio studio without you. You know that happens all the time. I,
1: I understand, but uh, you made it work for today. As I uh, walk in here a bit wounded after making the, uh, the trek back from Principal Park, Johnston, the number one seed, goes down to Cedar Rapids, Washington. Big upset at Principal Park, and we'll have more coverage coming up tonight with Urbandale and their matchup with Marshalltown. But I'm ready to talk some Hawkeyes. What about you?
0: Let's go for it. Pat Hardy, uh, we always have fun when he's on the show. Uh, he's a all Hawkeyes. Anything you need to know, uh, Pat has it on his website. He joins us right now. Hello, Pat. How are you, man?
6: Good. How are you guys doing?
0: Uh, terrific. Um, I know that we're going to get into a lot of things that took place uh, at Big Ten Media Day, Pat. The one thing that struck me more than anything, more than the coaches and everything else, was the teaser that we got that maybe BTN might be in a really snit with Comcast. Now, did you gleam out of that 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 could be problematic if something's not resolved before the season begins? Yeah, I
6: mean, I did. I didn't write anything on it, but I read a lot of stuff on it, and yeah, it looks like they got to figure something out, and in this day and age, nothing would surprise me. I mean, Iowa high school football is only seen on an Illinois station, so things are weird now. I mean, I nothing would surprise me, but I still think they're going to work something out because to me, both sides lose if they don't work something out. And maybe I'm not following it closely enough, but I just I, I just don't know how Comcast can benefit if it doesn't work something out with the Big Ten and vice versa.
1: Pat, you know, uh, the, the extra parts of this uh, that come out of Media Day I thought were very interesting. Jim brought up the television component to it, and the rule changes for this year. Freshmen able to play up to four games. Well, what was your takeaway from that? Did you get any look into what Iowa plans to do, or is it still almost a wait-and-see and coaches are going to be filling out the feeling out this new rule?
6: Yes, I think it's wait-and-see, especially with Kirk Ferentz. I know there's been a lot of talk, oh, Kirk could use Spencer Petrus, the true freshman, in four games this year. I guarantee you, if they're leading you and I twenty to seventeen early in the fourth quarter, the last thing Kirk Ferentz is thinking about is using his true freshman quarterback to take advantage of a new rule. I think the circumstances are going to have to play out that way. I think there will be some chances to where they can do it. The nice thing is, let's say Stanley suffers a minor injury or something in the game, where you could put if Petrus truly is the backup quarterback, you could put him in in those situations, and not lose anything. It does give you some flexibility, but I don't think it's one of these things where, okay, this day you're playing because we've got to take advantage of this rule. I think it gives them flexibility, but so often we think with Kirk Ferentz that he's going to try something, and then when we get into the course of the game, it just doesn't happen. So I'm kind of a wait and see to see how much of an impact this has.
0: That'll be interesting, Pat. It really will. I'm with you on that. I want to see what happens. Uh, What struck you uh, aside from the the btn stuff did anything like did you gleam i suppose anything out of all the coaches or the players anything anything that you thought was uh i i guess a, a tidbit of information
3: well
6: i'm currently i'm right in the process of writing something on scott frost right now i think one of the things that really struck me more than anything was just there doesn't seem to be any question that scott frost is going to succeed in nebraska that's just i know that's nebraska fans of course but i think so many people feel that way and i am just and i was actually a little surprised he wasn't cocky but he was he's not kirk ferentz by any means scott frost is not afraid to put himself out there i mean he looked myself and a couple of other iowa reporters in the eye when we were talking to him and he said hey we're gunning for iowa and you also saw what he said to everybody was we're getting better every day. You better beat us now. Those are the kind of things Kirk Ferentz never would have said upon being hired. I think that's partly because of Kirk Ferentz, but I also think Scott Frost is he's, he's brash in a way. He believes in himself, and Nebraska fans are just eating it up. So I just I just have to wonder, because it was very similar when Jim Harbaugh took over at Michigan, and here we are four years later, and Jim Harbaugh still hasn't come close to winning a title, hasn't beaten Ohio State, and has only beaten Michigan State once. And Jim Harbaugh, I think, inherited a much better situation than Frost, and he had way more experience than Scott Frost. So it'll be interesting to see, because Nebraska fans aren't expecting Scott Frost to win eight, nine, or even ten games. They're expecting eleven, twelve, be in the Big Ten West, championship game every year, be in the playoff to, uh, I think they fully expect this to be Tom Osborne reborn and I have to wait and see
1: Yeah, it's a, a different day and age here 20 years later from what Nebraska was throughout the 90s into the late 90s to today and the thing that, that I struggle with is if that's where the expectations are, and even if they're willing to give him 3, 4, even 5 years to get up to a high level it's not just about winning your conference anymore and then going and winning a bowl game you have to win your division. You have to win your conference championship game. Then you have to win two games for a national championship. It's so different today. A program like Nebraska, are you going to be able to recruit that level of talent to win that many big games in a row? That's what I continue to struggle with.
6: Oh, no, I do too. I mean, because no knock on Lincoln, but I always was amazed that Nebraska was able to sustain such a high level of success for so long. With all the recruiting disadvantages it has, I mean, let's face it, it's not Lincoln. Kind of like Iowa City is not the easiest place to recruit to. And so I'm with you. I, it's a lot harder to win now than it was when Tom Osborne retired in 1997. Back then, you go 11 and one, 12 and 0. You could get if you get into the national championship game, boom, you're one game away from winning a national title. No, it's a lot more difficult now. And We'll see. I'm just amazed, though. I, I mean, Trent, have you? Can you? You think there's any Nebraska fan out there that doesn't think Scott Frost is going to just win and win big? Even the media. And I'm not knocking the Nebraska media, but almost everything you read is written as if it's only a matter of time because this guy is the right guy at the right time. It's the perfect fit. That's was one of my biggest takes from. Big Ten Media Day is just how there doesn't seem to be any doubt that Scott Frost is going to be hugely and wildly successful at Nebraska.
1: And speaking of that, uh, I remember my times that I've made my way over to Chicago for the Big Ten football media day. Were those goober uh, Nebraska fans waiting in the lobby trying to get autographs of Frosty?
6: Well, there were fans. I'm not sure if they were all Nebraska fans, but there were <laughs> there were those autograph people there. We actually Tyler and I, Devine, actually thought maybe they were there for the All Hawkeyes autograph, but they didn't nope, give us a... No. Uh, <laughs> they didn't give us any attention, but yeah, they were definitely there and this was a uh, I'm not a huge fan of Big Ten Media Day, especially when they hand me a three hundred and sixty dollar motel bill all right it's not the yeah. it's for one night that was for one night, Oof. and it's just it's just it is what it is I mean, we had Kirk Ference on Monday, and he gave us all the updates and then you get him for an hour the next day. It's mostly just pomp and circumstance and a chance for the big Ten to kind of usher in the season. It's almost like a ribbing cutting ceremony. That's how I look at it. But it it is what it is. And it's just, it's never going to change. And it's never going to get any cheaper either. And it was just, I mean, they had it at the downtown Marriott. It was so crowded and so congested because there's so many other things going on there. Right. I mean, it was just, there's just people everywhere. But I mean, now it's over with and I can guarantee you, Kirk Ferentz was probably the happiest person in that building when that thing finally ended because Scott Frost can handle a situation like that a lot better. That's just not Kirk. It's just not him. It's and I'm not saying that cuz he's like Jim Harbaugh. Kirk will be Harbaugh doesn't do anything. He just dismisses everything. <laughs> Urban Meyer's sort of the same way, but Harbaugh answers his questions in even a shorter amount of time. He dismisses the question a lot sooner than Meyer does. Scott Frost was kind of in his element there. He seems very comfortable. Kirk Ferentz hates talking about himself and it's just not his thing. He hates talking about stuff before they achieve it and that's he's never been comfortable in that setting
0: um riddle me this then was there much made about the uh i, I guess the the drunkenness of uh, of brady reef uh, where he apparently was hammered uh got into a police car thinking it was an uber look i give the kid credit for uh at least uh, calling uber Yeah, he just not made the, he just yes. he, Yeah, yeah, so he just made the wrong decision. Was much made of that? Look, he's going to get a one-game suspension, sounds right. It's It's a kid making a mistake, that's it.
6: No, and we asked Kirk about it, and you could tell Kirk was disappointed. There's been times where guys have gotten in trouble, and Kirk has kind of hinted that maybe he thinks that his players were maybe being singled out a little bit, or he doesn't want us to overreact and blow it way out of proportion. But I didn't get this impression. I got the impression from Kirk we're disappointed. Brady's this is me I mean Kirk didn't say this. This is kind of what I gathered from listening to him talk.
0: Okay.
6: We're disappointed. Brady's a fourth year junior, he's twenty two, he should have made a wiser decision. He's gonna serve his penalty and we're gonna move on. But I do sense that there was some disappointment with Kirk was because ironically, I was thinking about writing something last week about how, you know, they really haven't had many problems with Iowa football legal issues off the field for a while. Think about it. There really has not been much in a while but just when you start to think about that boom not that one incident reflects poorly on the team brady made a bad he made a stupid mistake but i'm one of these people he's 22 years old he made the mistake you move on you hope that he learns from it now if something like this happens again then yes you really throw up a red flag i'm not a red flag on one stupid mistake so he's going to serve his suspension but i could sense that kirk was disappointed. He's never going to throw a player under the bus and use it as a chance to grandstand and get on the moral high ground. He won't do that, but I could just sense the fact that he didn't make any excuses, didn't joke about it at all, that he was disappointed.
1: Talking with Pat Hardy, com. Pat, uh, we know about the one-game suspension that will be happening for Brady Reef, but he'll be back in an Iowa uniform. We found out a whole lot of guys, though, that won't be Spencer Williams, Kyle Taylor, and Toksuk Urbade. Their careers are over with medical concerns. And then a host of other players no longer on the roster. We knew about Manny Ragumba, but Nate Whelan, Cam Harold, Cedric Boswell, Romeo McKnight, Jake Coons. These are are guys that probably weren't in the initial plans for this season, but attrition, it's hurt Iowa in the past. That's a lot of names. It is, and this
6: is all attrition for one thing. None of these guys were going to play, and I don't think they wanted to be buried on the depth chart. I mean, I think that's it with all of them. I mean, there were injuries to the three other guys. Kyle Taylor, I remember thinking Seth Wallace a couple of weeks ago tweeted out a picture of all the linebackers over at his house at a barbecue, and I didn't see Kyle Taylor in there, and that's when I started wondering because I hadn't heard anything about him. Those three, but the other five, including Nate Whelan, the linebacker, that was the only one that really surprised me because it happened so soon. Nate has since said that he wants to go to junior college and try to resurface at a different Division One school. It's playing time. These guys just weren't going to play, and – My guess is, other than maybe Manny Ragamba, most of them will probably transfer down to smaller schools. I don't think you're going to see, like, Cedric Boswell going to a Tennessee or a Michigan State or a school like that. I think you'll see most of them because that's what happens with developmental programs like Iowa. They take a lot of chances on two- and three-star guys. Some of them work, and they're great stories, but a lot of them don't work either, and you lead to attrition. The one that did surprise me, though, was Nate Whelan, partly because he – was a local kid and he didn't give it a lot of time. He's only been here one year, but Nate Whelan also had a chance to go to Northern Iowa as a or Northern Illinois as a quarterback. So maybe he's rethinking everything. Maybe because he was a great quarterback in high school. I mean, if things turned out differently, he could have been preparing to maybe start against Iowa in this game coming up in the season opener because he was a Northern Iowa Northern Illinois recruit. But that was the one that surprised me. But I think he wants to play, and my guess is. He saw this transition going on in linebacker, and he wasn't part of the first wave. And A lot of these guys are young. A lot of these guys have two and three years to play now, and I think Nate just saw not much playing time, and he wants to go elsewhere.
0: Um, when's the next time that you will have uh, an opportunity to talk with coaches or some players? Is it just before day. the what is that, media day? Media is, day is the that just, and then it's weird. It's this your okay.
6: kid's day is the next day so okay. as they do it back-to-back usually there's at least a week or two separating them so yeah we'll get a full dose of iowa football on friday and saturday june uh august 10th and 11th
1: good stuff hey pat we'll talk again here in a couple weeks thanks as always for your time all right gentlemen thank you have a good day that's pat hardy AllHawkEyes.com, making his way back from chicago and 360 bucks for that media rate for the hotel jimmy b <laughs> i know you love that one
0: Oh, man, listen, I, I'm great at turning in expense accounts. I hope Pat could do it. Oh, wait, he owns his own business.
1: <laughs> I hope it's a write-off. I'm yes, sure it yes. is. Definitely <laughs> make sure that's the case. Get yourself a good accountant, good tax guy, and he can help yes. you out. Yes. Like our buddy Mike Hammond over at Advantage Financial. Yeah. There's a, a plug for a guy that helps us out during tax season. With that, Jimmy B., you ready to go from the Hawks to the Clones? Let's go
0: for it. We got Alex Halstead coming up next, everybody. 24-7 Cyclone Alert. The latest on the clones and the Big 12 with Alex Halstead right here on the Big Talker 1700.
4: You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG.
2: For tonight, it'll be mainly cloudy with a few scattered thunderstorms possible in the evening, a low falling 264. On Thursday, it'll be mainly sunny with a few isolated afternoon showers, breezy, and a high near 80. I'm Local 5 meteorologist Brandon Lawrence.
0: Sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com
4: hire.
2: A great-looking bathroom remodel doesn't have to be an expensive one. With the Home Depot Summer Kitchen and Bath Event, you can finish that remodel or make a small upgrade thanks to new, lower prices on exclusive faucets. Right now, get an exclusive American Standard Chatfield bath faucet in brushed nickel, just eighty-nine bucks. Remodel or replace without redoing your budget. Come in now to the Summer Kitchen and Bath Event only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through September nineteenth, while supplies last.
4: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Miller and Condon on 1700
3: KBGG. Have we now zeroed in on Iowa's rival? Yeah, I think it is Nebraska. Is the school? They're so annoying. (laughs) There you go. They are the Scott
1: Frost comic book. Did you see this thing? No. The Omaha World. I don't want to see it. Had a comic book made of Scott. Frost returning home. Was he wearing a cape? Joining myself, Trank Connan, alongside Ken Miller for the Ken Miller Show with TC, Noon to Two on 1700.
3: Pour one more beer for me, exile needs quality,
4: so savagely.
1: It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at therookiesportscards.com. 650 1358. That's 650 1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness.
4: Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy V and TC. Here's Jim and Trent.
0: All right, everybody, welcome back. We roll all the way till six tonight. By the way, my compadre, the one, the only Trent Condon, uh, will have more high school baseball for you later this evening. Uh, what do you got coming
1: up this evening, partner? Nope, I'm tapping out. I need, I need a partner. You need to uh, step in for me, Brinson. I am wiped. Holy cow. Two games already, <laughs> traveling back there, yeah, doing the show with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll be out there and looking forward to it tonight. It is another all CIML matchup. We saw that in game one today with Valley beating Waukee for the fifth straight time this year. It'll be Marshalltown facing off against Urbandale. Urbandale mm. took three out of four. The 2-7 matchup, but Jim, as we found out today, uh, seeding doesn't matter in a one-and-done scenario as the number one seed, right. Johnston, goes down. Prohibitive favorite, the defending champions, and the eight-seeded Cedar Rapids, Washington Warriors got them earlier today and uh, we will see if the seating holds up tonight in that one. 7.30 with the first pitch, 7.15 with the pregame show here on 1700.
0: All right, then let's uh, switch to Alex Halstead, 24-7, Cyclone Alert, the latest on the Big 12, and Iowa State. He joins us right now on the Big Talker 1700. Hi, Alex. How are you, man?
7: I'm doing good. Ten days till uh, Iowa State begins fall camp next Friday, so... The doldrums of summer are almost over, and, you know, things are starting to pick back up here uh, with football, I think, with something like less than 40 days away now.
0: I noticed uh, that there wasn't, I guess, that great of information that came out of the Big 12 media days. Can you just sort of recap? Was there anything that I, I guess was special with what you heard when you were there?
7: Yeah, nothing too crazy, which I guess is probably good news for most programs when you're not having, you know, a ton of newsy stuff. Because most stuff that comes out out around media days and stuff like that is typically when you get a first roster and you start noticing attrition uh, and things like that. And so, wasn't a ton in, in terms of that sort of news. There was one departure that was Jacob Bolton, a redshirt freshman offensive lineman. But you're talking about a guy who is probably going to be the number two tackle. And while it is depth and a player that was coming along you know, pretty good, it's not like you're losing. We got. To, it's not like we got to meet in there's a starter gone. So they didn't have much in that sense. And then I think otherwise, you know, some of the position battles started to come into focus when we looked around. You know, at middle linebacker, there was no either-or. It was Orion Vance, the Cedar Rapids native, and the redshirt freshman at middle linebacker. They had starters at all three safeties with no either-ors. So, you know, some of these battles that we talked about in the spring seem to have at least, Started to settle themselves as they get ready for fall camp here in ten days, and a lot of the battles are for like backup positions, like who is David Montgomery's backup and things like that. So, like you said, not the most newsy, but it's partially because they're not a team right now that has a quarterback competition or had a lot of attrition with this first roster release. Which I guess for Matt Campbell is you know probably a good good news.
1: Good to see that depth chart out there and get a look at the way things sit here as we. Prepare for fall camp. You know, as you get ready for it, the expectations, certainly on a local level, seem to be very high. Were you surprised with the pick to be 7th, at least from the uh, media members that were able to vote in that one? The coaches, Iowa State at 7. Did you think they'd be maybe a tick higher?
7: Yeah, I thought, you know, maybe they would come in a little bit higher. You know, just when you look at the fact that what they did last year, and and they are a team that returns a quarterback in, in Kyle Kemp. Um, you know, one of really only two programs that is in you know, a kind of knows where they're at. I, I was talking to, um, I want to say it was you know Robert Smith, the analyst for Fox, and I can't remember if it was him or Brady Quinn, but we were talking about that where you know, when we look at. There's only one qu- team that I think returns a quarterback that started ten at least ten games last year. That's West Virginia, and Will Greer. But Iowa State returns a quarterback and Kyle Kemp, who who started eight. You know, so you're looking at the most important position in the conference and or in football, I should say, or on that side of the ball. And Iowa State has some experience there where some of these teams are trying to replace that. And so I think I thought maybe they'd get a little bit more from that. But the middle is so muddied between, you know, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, you know, those three for sure. I think a lot of people just wonder how how they could go. And so I think, you know, really when you look at five through seven or, you know, even maybe even four through six or whatever, I think there's just a lot of questions where those teams could really beat up on each other. And so I think people just kind of slotted them in there at number seven.
0: It's interesting that you you reference that because they've got a running back in David Montgomery where a lot of uh, analysts, former players who are now analysts, believe this guy has the capability to be a first-round draft choice uh, at the end of his college days this coming season. Where are you on that after talking to some of those analysts?
7: Yeah, you know, I have talked to uh, – I, I talked to a guy like David Robert uh, you know, a former first round pick himself, you know, for, played with the Minnesota Vikings and that sort of stuff. He told me that he definitely sees first round potential in David Montgomery. You know, I talked to some of the different linebackers there that have played against him. I, you know, I think I said it last week when when we talked, but one of the linebackers compared him to, to Maurice Jones-Drew. You know, I just think when you talk to some people, they think there's definitely the potential there. There's, I think, the two big questions are one, you got to stay healthy because you know, with a running back one injury can obviously completely change some things. And then I think the other side of it is just how good of a season does he have? You know, if he puts up numbers like he did last year and he is in that one, two, one, first, second, or third round type type position, I think he's a player that maybe goes because anytime you have that situation, knowing that that running back position one hit can change your career, I think you probably leave early and take some of that money. You know, that kind of guarantees you. Something and and, uh, then Iowa State would probably obviously be on to their pair of four-star running backs that they have committed come
6: 2019.
1: Going to be certainly an interesting, that backup position for this year, who gets carries behind Montgomery, that's going to be shaking itself out throughout August and maybe into uh, the actual football season. Alex, let's jump over here in our final five minutes or so into some basketball with you as Iowa State has picked up a commitment today. Tell us a little bit about... Mercedes Leach, a guy that certainly comes in with high upside, but coming off a real rough injury about a year ago.
7: Yeah, Mercedes Leach is a guy that, you know, we first, they, I was think offered him like, I think it was like October 2006, 2016, and, you know, a guy that they had been on, you know, for, for a while. But when you look back at last August, he was in a two on two pickup game, went up for a dunk, came down, and his right leg completely snapped. I mean, it was not just this little break it was his leg snapped and he compared it to paul george or kevin ware like that's it's probably somewhere in between those severities but he he did not play basketball until this last saturday played an aau game finally in st louis and iowa state saw him again and there's been rumblings about him since really since may but now he's kind of officially committed in this class and that's the biggest question is his health you know he was at one point a five-star by i think some people this time last year, I think we had a number 44 in the country, mm-hmm. a 93 rating out of 100. So you're talking about a player that Kansas offered early. He had blue bloods around him, like Kentucky and stuff. But then the injury and everybody dropped off. And one reason I was taking on him is they didn't drop off, but there are still injury concerns. And he told me he's healthy now, and we'll, we'll find that out in the fall. But a guy that Irish was kind of takes a chance on health-wise. But if he does return to his old form, he could be a big steal down the line as well.
0: Uh, staying with basketball, your feeling about what you have seen out of the uh, the Cap City League and some of the guys like Sheyak and Jacobson, guys that uh, had to sit out that, that past season. And where are you now with some of your thoughts on those players?
7: Yeah, I think both of them, you know, could obviously have impacts this upcoming season. I think we knew that about you know, Mario O'Sheaak just from what he did at Virginia, what he brings to this to this team with his ability to drive, and I talked to Steve Prohm and Shadak, I think even, I talked to Shadok last month, and both said that his three-point shot has really improved, but um, that's taken a step, that's kind of the big thing, is can he add that to his game, and he, it sounds like he has, but we're going to have to wait and, and see, you know, to what degree will he be a three-point shooter or a three-point threat for Iowa State next season, and I think Jacobson is the guy that's really surprised, I think we could see him a lot more than I think we would have ever thought when, when they first got him from Nebraska, and... I think the biggest surprise for for me to hear, and I think uh, for the staff, I think to see in practice so far has been he's got a little bit more skill to his offensive game than I think even they could have anticipated. And I don't know if he's going to be a major three point threat, but he can step out and at least make you come out and guard him, which is something they kind of lacked from the forward position last year. So those two guys, I think, will have big impacts. And then you know when you look at Horton Tucker, I think a guy that's going to impact them big time as a freshman. You know, wouldn't be surprising if he plays twenty plus minutes a game but I think the big thing for him is just continuing to get his body where they want it. Um, I wouldn't say he came in overweight you know, because he came in physically able to play in the Big 12, but I think in these few, first few months or several months before the season, they do have an opportunity still to kind of shape his body a little bit.
1: All right, uh, to the cap of the cap city league as it finished up over the weekend, Tyrese Halliburton, the league MVP. Uh takeaway on him and what you saw throughout this summer with the guys that were actually able to play.
7: Yeah, the amazing thing you see with Halliburton is just how lanky he is. You know, he's got long arms and uh, just kind of a, a really big guard that can probably play the two a little bit. And It'll be interesting to see, depending how much he plays this year, because they do have, you know, the strength of his team is the backcourt. So it'll be interesting to see where he fits as a true freshman. But a guy that, could, when he continues to put on some weight, especially and they develop his body a little bit, he does have, you know, a long athletic frame. And like you said, the MVP and, I think just it's hard to read into too much of the capsule league, but when I think I think he averaged thirty one points a game, you know, he he's still a player that can I think you saw can shoot the ball, can do different things and I think it's a lot of IRC fans I think are just excited to see some of these guys in action because between him and George Condit, maybe the t- guys that get don't get talked about as much because you got a guy like Horton Tucker, mm-hmm. but two guys that you see body wise if they can develop them, maybe not this year, but next year and the year after could really develop into, you know, three, four-year players for Iowa State.
0: Man, it's always good when we catch up with you. Um, let's uh, let's get this thing going. I'm tired of not really uh, having the opportunity to talk football here. Can you uh, speed it up a little bit?
7: Yeah, we, we get to go out to practice next uh, Friday evening. I think we get to watch. They split it into two practices. We get to watch both sessions a little bit, I think for an hour of each. So that will be good to see.
1: Looking forward to it, Alex Halstead. Good stuff as always. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Alex Halstead, find his work. CycloneAlert.com is where you can find it. Part of 24 7 Sports and Jimmy B. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Cab City League, uh, we saw the reemergence of Terrence Lewis. You know, I bought the hype last summer. Yeah. And I might be by. The, the stock was low going into the summer. I still had hope. I'm still hopeful that Terrence Lewis, with that shooting (laughs) stroke, he can find a role with this Iowa State team.
0: I hope you're right. Look, anytime you have a kid with that immense talent and it hasn't risen to the top yet, uh, there are always question marks. I hope you're right for this coming season for him.
1: Coming back, kicking off the 5 o'clock hour, still one more to go here on Jimmy B and TC. Tavian Banks talking about the TNT All-Star Camp. He joins us next.
4: Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on The Big Talker, 1700 KBGG.
5: South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com.
1: When you hear washer systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The washer systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years, Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com.
3: Sponsored by Shell. Get triple action protection for optimal engine performance with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium
2: Gasoline. Dad, what are you doing? Cramming for college. I'm the one going to college. Yeah, but we need to figure out how we're going to pay for it all. Discover student loans. Discover does student loans? Yeah. They're one of the top student loan lenders in the country. It takes 15 minutes or less to apply, and there are no fees for the life of the loan. Best of all, I can earn cash rewards if I get good grades. Really? Yeah. We still have time to apply and get a great rate. So I can just chill. College kids still say that, right? No one says that, Dad. Really? Yeah. Visit discoverstudentloans.com
1: to apply today. Limitations apply. By the time that we got up there, his room was filled
2: with smoke. The wind had blown and drifted the snow up against the side of my house, blocking the exhaust from my furnace. I heard the smoke alarm going off in my friend's apartment.
1: Without... Kid a smoke alarm. My son would not be here today. Had it not been for that carbon
2: monoxide detector, they would come to school and not have their teacher there. I grabbed my fire extinguisher and put out the fire. makes technology that saves lives.
3: Get these essential products at Menard's. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Rufer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations. We overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Ruffer Roulette, give us a call. That's rightroofing.com with an R.
2: Roof it once, roof it right. right.